Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Yes, it's the unofficial official start to the NFL season. Coming up tonight... The Hall of Fame game, Browns and Jets. By the way, if uh, entertainment purposes only, the Jets minus one and a half against the Browns, the over-under at 33 and a half. Now, you can bet on the Browns' total points in the Hall of Fame game is 16 and a half over-under. The Jets' over-under is 16 and a half. Therefore, you get to 33, 33 and a half is your over-under. Yes, I used to bet preseason football. This is almost the pre-preseason football. This one really doesn't count. But then you get the full slate. And, and look, I do love to tune in to preseason football. I do. I like that they have the Hall of Famers on the sidelines. I like the fact that you have players that maybe you forgot where the, you know they were drafted by or they signed with. And there's going to be some players that are going to play tonight who will make a difference for both of these teams during the season, later in the season, maybe in the playoffs. Might be one or two or three guys that you might remember from the preseason. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. A lot of reaction yesterday. A lot of reaction to the show. We talked about the state of college football. And I really believe we are on, and I use this word again because the source said, we're on the precipice of a seismic change in college football. It's going to happen. Now, is it the next couple of days, next couple of weeks? Is it next year? Like, you got to start to look at this, and it feels like a lot of these college chancellors, athletic directors, presidents, commissioners have had their head in the sand where they're just going, is it over yet? Nope, not yet. Let me know when it is, because what's going to happen with the Pac-12, Big 12? I was told last night... The Big Ten's model is, that, and it goes back to what I've said before. If you ever played the game Risk, now that's the world that you're trying to take over. College football is playing a game of Risk in the United States, where you roll the dice, you come in, and you just wipe out people. Hey, we want that state. And it's about states. You're acquiring football in Colorado. You're acquiring football in Southern California. You're Pacific Northwest. This is the strategy here that you want to own states, not 
just schools, but you want to take over that area. You want to have a foothold. That's why SMU will be in play for somebody. You want to get into Texas. Uh, you know, San Diego State with Southern California. You want to get into Southern California with USC and UCLA leaving. But keep this in mind. And what I was told last night, the Big Ten's model is going to be, why don't we have a Big Ten West, Big Ten East, and we've had this relationship with the Pac-12. If the Pac-12 is going to fall apart, or maybe we lead to the, you know, the uh, crumbling of the Pac-12 empire, uh, whatever happened first, you might get Oregon and Washington. You might get Stanford, uh, the Arizona schools. And if you don't, maybe the Big 12 is going to bring in some other schools. But I, I, I can't say this strong enough. College football is going to change. And I do think we're eventually going to get to the pro model. It's going to have X number of schools, and what you're going to have is what you have in the NFL. You'll have, let's say, 40, maybe 50 schools. And then the scheduling will be, you're going to be like in the AFC West and the uh, AFC South. That's what's going to happen. Now, I don't know when, but it's going to happen. And then you're going to have this, if you're Notre Dame, you're on the outside looking in going, wait a minute, could we get frozen out here? You're going to want Notre Dame because they're Notre Dame. They're the Dallas Cowboys of college football. And the money aspect with this, with NBC, um, is that enough to sustain them? Keep in mind, the person who is now the athletic director at Notre Dame used to work at NBC Sports. Um, If you have NBC Sports with the Big Ten, that relationship, what's the Big Ten going to do? Everybody's sort of waiting around. It's like you're in a uh, lighthouse. And you're shining the light on all of these universities. And like, which one do we want? When do we want them? What do we have to give? You know, exit fees. I mean, there's so much going on. But I can't state it strongly enough. It's, it's going to happen. Going to happen. It could happen this weekend with Arizona and Arizona State, their future. Uh, if you're Oregon, what do you do? Florida State's now saying, we got a bad deal. I mentioned this yesterday. I was told by a TV executive. He's like, You know, these schools in the ACC are going to revolt. They're going to look at the other money that's being tossed around by the Big Ten and SEC. And I started to wonder, when did this all happen? Right? When did it change? We had somebody who was on the show saying, if we know the SEC is going to go after a player, we move on. We can't afford him. Is that when it happened? Can you go back to Bear Bryant? When USC and Sam the Bam Cunningham played Alabama, and all of a sudden Bear Bryant saw all these African-American players from the West Coast, and he went, I got to have some players like that. Did that change college football? Well, that brought about integration in the South with players, but as far as, you know, SEC, SEC gave us the model. It's really the model that everybody is trying to implement now. But back then, you were paying players, but you weren't paying them publicly. Now, all right, we gotta have we got to have a group, a consortium, that we can pay these players. And that's what's happening with college football. Everybody's going to get paid. They're going to be professionals. The question is, when's it, when's it going to happen, and what do these conferences look like? Can the Pac-12 exist can they, can they stay together? Can they get enough schools? You know, can you rebrand here? Um, so that this is all happening in real time. It is fluid. 
This program brought to you by the great folks at Keeper's Heart, the uh, new and unique style of whiskey that uh, combines the best of Irish and American whiskeys, creating a smooth character of Irish whiskey, the bold flavors of American whiskeys. If you're a whiskey fan, try it. Drink responsibly. Pat Forty covers uh, college football for Sports Illustrated. will join us coming up a little bit later on this hour. Peter Schrager from NFL Network. He was at camp. He uh, did an interview with Aaron Rodgers. So Pete will join us coming up as well a little bit later on. Your phone calls are always welcome. Uh, Operator Tyler standing by. And uh, Seton's got the poll question responsibilities today, I believe. We say good morning if you're watching on Peacock or listening on our radio affiliates around the country. Seton? College football is currently moving in a good direction or terrible direction? Philosophical. Yes. I want to get deep. I want to... What side are you looking at this from? A TV network or a uh, smaller school? This is all about the TV networks. They are dictating college football. That's the, the, the movers and shakers are the TV executives. And have been for yes. a long time. Yes, they have been. Uh, is this a good thing? Because hmm. I part of me, I like the idea of it structured more like, say, the NFL. Okay. Where it makes a little bit more sense, say, regionally, and then you put it into a playoff. I get that. I get that a lot. Because what I love about this is, it, let's say, Clemson, Alabama, Florida State, uh, and three or two other schools are in the same division. Well, now you play them twice. And then you're going to play somebody else's division twice, or maybe once. And uh, you could have a record of, let's say... College football is going to have 13 or 14 regular season games. Well, now you're going to go uh, 10 and 3. Or, you know, maybe you win your conference, your division, and you won eight games. Maybe you're 8 and 5 and you win. So it's not where we ranked. I did, I did talk to somebody who was a, a good Notre Dame source yesterday, and we were talking about Notre Dame. Would they join? Why would they join? Why wouldn't they join? Could college football say, hey, we're going to have 50 schools. We're going to freeze you out. These schools aren't going to be playing you. You know, there's no, hey, we got Wabash and we got, uh, you know, College of Charleston, and then we play uh, Alabama. That's not happening. But I talked to somebody with Notre Dame, and I said, what do you think could happen with Notre Dame? And he said, Notre Dame doesn't want to wake up on Sunday morning, their alumni, and go, what, what place are we in in our conference? They like, they'd rather be 22nd in the rankings, but there's no, you're third in the, uh, you know, in the Southern division, you know, you're a national team. We don't deal with things like conference standings. You know, we, we're Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame that, Hey, we might be 22nd, which means you'd be third in this division, but we don't care. We're Notre Dame. And that's why it would really have to come down to, what is the Big Ten going to offer, and does Notre Dame need to do that? And need sounds like too strong of a word. Um, what else, Seton? Uh, we have another one here. Uh, would you rather play for Burnley, just J.J. Watt's team, or Birmingham City, Tom Brady's new team? Let's go, Tommy. <laughs> uh, could, can we get a hold of Roger Bennett of Men and Blazers, see if he'll join us? You know, that, that we have our athletes who are buying into these soccer clubs. I, I guess it's cute 
Like, if I knew that somebody was buying into my team and it was Tom Brady or J.J. Watt, I'd go, okay. But if you said they were running it, remember when the Glazers were in the Premier League? And, and who were they? Manchester United? And man, and they owned the Buccaneers, and those fans did not welcome the Glazer family because they were running the team as opposed to LeBron is invested in Liverpool. Yes, yes, he did. You know, LeBron doesn't get enough credit for that because he invested in Liverpool like 12 years ago. Was it that long yeah, ago? Yeah, he's been, he's owned a, it's a small stake. It's only a couple percent, but that was a long time ago that he bought into to Liverpool it, and it's paid off. It was 12 years ago this month. Wow. Yeah, I'd say that's probably a good investment. Yeah, but I don't get enough credit though. But I don't know what Tom Brady wants out of this. He's going to give them publicity. He gets equity, I guess. Does he have to put up any money? Um, you know, he's already wanted a piece of the Raiders, uh, the WNBA, uh, the Aces in uh, Las Vegas, and I don't know if it's just branding portfolio. What, keeping your name out there? Yeah, like an investment for sure. You yeah. know, it's obviously a business part for him. Well, I think you just lost like $30 million in the crypto deal. Mm, that was unfortunate. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, what else do you have there? That's, uh, that, you know what he's got to find, too? It's, it's not easy. I think Wrexham, when we all watched that show, right? Yeah. And it was like, oh, man, they're going to make it out this year, and then they're going to win their way up, and all you have to do is invest a bunch of money. That's not really – it's kind of the way it works, but not really. You know? yeah, so I, don't, I don't know if Tom Brady's going to actually be competitive about his team and like really want them – obviously he wants them to get out of championship to go to Premier League, but I don't know how much he's really going to – Well, Ryan Reynolds came in, and I'm sure Wrexham, even though they weren't any good, they're probably going, what do these guys know about soccer? which they didn't know anything about soccer, and they were going to make a TV show. So are they going to make a mockery of us? Is this going to be their version of Ted Lasso? You know, this is real. Um, and then all of a sudden they realized that Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney uh, from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they didn't know what they were doing, but they were invested in that, that uh, team, that town, and what that means. And I think they're, you know, the, if you, let, let's say somebody came in and bought the Green Bay Packers or said, oh, we're going to run the Green Bay Packers, but they weren't, they were from Saudi Arabia or, you know, throw out some country. And you go, oh, they're coming in and uh, you're going to go, what do you know about Lambo? What do you know about the Packers? I'd feel the same way. Yes, yeah, but that you have the, the only thing that's missing from the equation, because you're exactly right. The only thing that's missing is that the Packers were great. And now they've been terrible where they've dropped down five leagues. Uh, or, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where the place is almost going out of business. And if they don't step in and buy this, then there is no team anymore. Mm. You know, it's. So your savior is coming in and then you begrudgingly have to acknowledge that. Okay. And, uh, you know, right. What the worst case scenario is we don't have any options here. And it's a long line of previous saviors that were coming okay. in, you know, they're year yeah. after year after year. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. I wonder if this could work in reverse. Imagine you were the owner of the New York Jets and you convinced Harry Styles to buy in for 1% of your team. And now you want to be popular overseas. You want to be a team that's popular in England and Europe. You get one of the most famous people on earth to be a minority owner of your team. Because it's almost like that because European soccer in America took a while to get traction. Tom Brady got more publicity for Birmingham City in 24 hours than they've ever had. Imagine if you were the Jets and you want to be formidable overseas as a product. But what would stop, I don't know if these oligarchs ha still have their billions from Russia, 
But if somebody said to Taylor Swift, hey, would you wear our, our jersey at a concert and um, that you became a fan and then we would have some, uh, you, know, you could get a percentage of the team. And maybe it's a second tier soccer club, but just to get that publicity and, and that's what you want. You want people, to, you got to be relevant. And I think that's what J.J. Watt did. Uh, Tom Brady is doing as well. Now, all of a sudden, they're a little bit relevant. Yes, Eden. Well, you know, I don't know if it was a business arrangement or not, but um, Rihanna is a big Juventus fan in Italy, and she's seen, she's been to a bunch of their matches, and they always show her on TV, or she'll wear one of their, you know, shirts or something like that, and Juventus gets a lot of mileage out of that, just out of, you know, Rihanna, the celebrity fan. Yeah. Yeah. and it's fun. I was approached about uh, buying into a soccer club. Oh. <laughs> would that would that change our relationship, Seaton? If you knew that I bought into a, a no, well, soccer club in uh, south of France, or maybe in uh, in Rome. In Rome. Uh, I was just in Rome. I ju- I had somebody who said, "Hey," and he does deals. And he said, uh, hey, and I said, you got anything for sale? Like, it's weird. You're, you know, I'm going, hey, you got any soccer clubs for sale? He goes, yeah, I got one in uh, South France. Uh, I got one in Rome. Got, uh, yeah, there's some other ones. You know, you're interested in that? I go, I kind of am. Oh, Dan, what is happening right now? I know, I know. It would change our relationship in that <laughs> I would do everything in my power to make sure it goes beyond four and a half years and that I was working for you at a soccer club in Rome or the south of France. Yep. That would be, yeah. I could open the door for your son Get to my be kid over there. the club. Let's go, no, that's Come on, no, no, Come on, No, nepotism, and you know I don't, uh, don't stand for that. No, you sure don't. No, I do not. No, no I no. do not. Yes, Pauline. Should we partner with a third or fourth tier English soccer club, you know, like Colchester United or some team way down on the <laughs> Colchester rankings. Colchester United. Colchester United. Uh, Forest Green Rovers. Well, I like that. You know, I love the color green. Sure, it brings out your eyes. Yes, yes, it does. Mansfield Town can look for a hookup. The right. official radio show in America of I, Colchester United. Okay. Accrington Stanley. Uh, okay. That's a person or a team. I don't know. I'd have to visit the town. I'd have to see. Great. You there know. you go. Here's professional Portuguese football club. How do you feel about Portugal, Dan? Uh, my Portuguese, I'd have to brush up on a little mm. bit. But... How's your English? Because you speak English pretty well. Mm, I speak the king's English <laughs> is what I do. I'll do some research on Clinton. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a break. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> As usual, touched on a lot of topics there. We'll uh, settle on our poll question. And uh, our good buddy, Pat Forty, covers college football for Sports Illustrated. It is D-Day coming up, man. I don't know when, but it is. And uh, if you said what's going to happen in the Pac-12, I think this is a situation where you don't want to be the first to leave. You don't want to be the bad guy. You want to wait till, hey, uh, Washington and Oregon, have they gone to uh, the Big Ten yet? No, they haven't. Well, we can't go to the Big 12 until that happens. We'll talk to Pat Forty. Your phone calls are uh, always welcome. Back after this. Oh, Kings Hawaiian. Slider Sunday. Uh they have the uh, recipes, which I love. A little recipe inspiration. Because sometimes you go, what can I put on those buns? Pre-sliced slider buns. The Hawaiian sweet rolls. Those are the OGs. Or the perfectly sweet and salty pretzel slider buns. Kingshawaiian.com. Great, uh, well, let's say blackened ahi tuna sliders. 
How about that? We throw that on there. That's the recipe I saw on kingshawaiian.com. So they have everything there. The passion fruit wasabi mustard topped with tomato and baby arugula all served on the OG. King's Hawaiian original sweet rolls. That sounds like perfecto. King's Hawaiian. They want to make every Sunday slider Sunday. Or you could do it on a Friday or Saturday. But if you want to do it on a Sunday, you'll join the crowd. The Slider Sunday from King's Hawaiian. Go to the bakery or deli section of your local store and pick up those sweet, fluffy, irresistible King's Hawaiian rolls and enjoy. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Did we decide on a poll question, Seaton, before I get to Pat Forty? Yeah, Dan, we decided to go with uh, college football is currently moving in a good direction or terrible direction. And uh, with that, we bring in Pat Forty, senior writer from Sports Illustrated. We'll start you with the heavy question there. We headed in a good direction or a bad direction? Oh, put me down as terrible. I think this is... Uh... <laughs> Really catastrophically bad, short-sighted, greedy, uh, ultimately disastrous. But that's kind of par for the course, the course we've been on for a while. Okay, how does this affect the fan? Well, if you're a fan of, say, West Coast football, if you live in California, Oregon, or Washington, congratulations. Enjoy your easy commutes to see your team play in College Park, Maryland, State College, Pennsylvania, <laughs> Piscataway, New Jersey, 
cherish those long-held rivalries there. You don't get to play Oregon State or Washington State anymore. You don't get to play Cal or Stanford if you're USC or UCLA. But you do get to play Iowa and Illinois <laughs> and Nebraska. That's what you've always wanted, right? So you get that for the fans. Uh, you're going to probably pay more for tickets. Uh, it's just all around. It's just your team's going to win less as well. There's that. So it's all good. Um, I guess tell me if you you buy into this. Um, it feels like the schools in the Pac-12 are waiting for other schools to make an announcement. So you're not the bad guy who took down the Pac. If you're the Arizona schools, you want to join the Big 12, but you don't want to leave until Oregon and Washington go to the Big 10. How's that sound? Yeah, I, I think there's definitely an element of that, although we might have pushed past that now to the point of like, oh, who cares? It's all going to collapse. Does it really matter who goes first? Okay. I, I think there's still, there's a reason Oregon, I'm sorry, the Arizona Board of Regents are meeting at 6.30 Pacific today. That's late. That gives Oregon and Washington plenty of time to pull the ripcord in case they want to <laughs> beat them to it and go to the Pac-10 or the Big Ten. So I, I think Nobody wants that blood on their hands, but there's going to be so much blood in the end that it's not really going to the, the crime scene is going to be so riddled with handprints. Who's going to know who's were first? But are we looking at a Big Ten East and a Big Ten West? Uh, it's entirely possible. You know, we'll see how they're going to work this out. Uh, there, obviously, if you if Oregon and Washington do go, then you've got four out far west. You know, maybe you're looking at more of a pod sort of system. Uh, as opposed to just two divisions. Mm. The funny thing is, everybody had just gotten rid of divisions. Everybody was just, uh, we don't like divisions. We don't want them. They don't help us with our championship game. They're going to have to go back to some sort of regional delineation. It doesn't make sense. And good luck trying to schedule 18 teams. We're going to be playing games all over the map. Also, now we're hearing Florida State, which I think Florida State has always viewed themselves as bigger and better than the ACC. Clemson views himself probably bigger and better than the ACC. But I don't know how they can get out of their TV deals if they want to go into the SEC or whatever their strategy is going to be. So what do you see with Clemson and Florida State? Yeah, that's that's the big sticking point there. I mean, Florida State all but seceded from the union yesterday. I mean, the the president, the trustees, <laughs> like we're out. We don't like it here. We're leaving. Well, where are you going? Where are you going? I don't see the SEC jumping up and down saying, "Yeah, we'll we'll help you break a twelve year grant of rights, thirteen years still right now, and get in the middle of that ridiculous legal battle." and then bring you in over Florida's dead body. I mean, there's some issues there. The Big Ten's going to go to 18. I don't see them, you know, bending over backwards to try to help Florida State in this situation. So I don't know whether that was just a, a temper tantrum they felt like they needed to have, or that's negotiating for an even higher cut of the revenue or what. But I, they say that they can handle the, or figure out a way out of the grant of rights. Let's see it. Pat Forty. Uh, senior writer for Sports Illustrated. Uh, that brings us to Notre Dame. Give me the scenario where Notre Dame would be, I don't want to say forced to join the Big Ten, but encouraged to join the Big Ten. Well, they're they're constantly encouraged. I mean, like the Big Ten is, you know, kind of just extended the open invitation. There's a candle in the window lit for Notre Dame at all times. Um, but I don't think any of this would necessarily force their hand. Now, we'll see. They've still got their own uh, negotiations to do and come up with their own media rights. But 
everything, every sense I have gotten from Notre Dame is that they feel like they're going to end up in a good place uh, and be able to remain independent. Now, if literally the rest of the map falls apart, if the ACC in particular falls apart in short order, that Notre Dame has enough ties there that that could get problematic for them and push them towards the Big Ten. But for now, I still think Notre Dame wants to and can stay put as an independent. But what if you have, and I don't know how many years down the road, but let's say we have the top 50 schools, the revenue schools for football, and they decide that, okay, we're going to have you know, the NFL model, and Notre Dame can't play those teams. Now you're, now you're saying to Notre Dame, you know, these are this schedule is against these teams who are in our conference, in our league. And Notre Dame would be playing Air Force and Army and who else? BC and they they'd run out run out of these quality opponents that we've, you know, grown to love that there's rivalries here. Yeah, no, I mean I mean that's that is the doomsday scenario for them. And now it would take a lot to get to that point. The Big Ten would have to kick members out. The SEC would have to kick members out. And if you talk to them now, I mean, look, everything ends up being negotiable, right? I mean, nobody would have ever thought that USC and UCLA would end up in the Big Ten. So everything can happen. But you talk to those people in those conferences, they're like, man, we do not want to be the people that tell Purdue you have to leave, you know, or tell Mississippi you have to leave. So uh, that is that is down the road ways. If it does come to that, yes, Notre Dame's out of real estate. They have been painted into a corner and they would have to go. But who knows when that would be? If I gave you Caleb Williams or the field for the Heisman, boy, it's tough to repeat. It's all once, so I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the field just just on the odds that uh, it's very tough to do. Now I do think he's the best player, um, and I think he's fantastic. I think he's gonna be the number one draft pick, but just on the fact that Archie Griffin stands alone as the only person to ever do it in Heisman history, I'll take the field. The most famous player in college football is not even going to start this year for Texas with Arch Manning. You know, Quinn Hewers, who is listed as one of the top five Heisman candidates, and Arch is just going to – did was this the game plan? Did, did Texas know that Quinn Hewers was going to be their starter, and did Arch know that he wasn't going to start going in his first year? I mean, I think they went into the arrangement when he showed up on campus in January – with a fairly good understanding. Quinn Ewers was the guy, and he would have to be very good to beat him out. And I think Arch's family was just like, fine, we are not in a rush here. If he needs to redshirt, let him redshirt. Mm. You know, this is not – the Mannings are not going into this saying, we need this, this, and this right away. They're like, no. I mean, Cooper, his dad, is, uh, I think, almost relieved that he can start his college career without being immediately thrust into that spotlight. If uh, we speak in two weeks, what do you think we're talking about? Uh, we're talking about an 18-team Big Ten. We are talking about a a non-existent Pac-12. Talking about a 16-team Big 12. And almost none of that's actually going to matter because Georgia's probably going to win the national <laughs> When did it change, Pat? When did college football get to – and I don't know – when, but I did have a coach say, if we knew as the SEC schools were interested in somebody, we backed away. Um, when Missouri and A&M went to the SEC, that was 12 years ago, I believe. So I yeah. don't know when all of a sudden it started to change where things were reshaped. You know, I, I mean, it's funny. You can go back and find realignment spasms and changes going back to the 30s. 
probably even before that. So, I mean, it's, it's happened periodically throughout time. But 1984, the NCAA loses its contract monopoly on TV. And all of a sudden, everybody can get a TV contract, all the conferences. And then that really started to change the economics mm -hmm. of everything. And it started to change the allegiances to a degree. And then, obviously, okay, the SEC went to 12, added South Carolina and Arkansas, added a championship game. Then, whoa, everybody wants a championship game. So that happened. And then I think the big, really big catalyst, Dan, was 2009, 10, 11 in there when the Big 12 got raided and the, and the Big East was, was poached to death. And when it suddenly made sense to people for West Virginia to be in the same conference with Texas Tech, that's when it's like, okay, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> Geography doesn't matter. Nothing matters but how we can make the most TV money. Good to talk to you. Stay busy. <laughs> no problem. No danger of that. Thank you. Uh, Pat Forty, Sports Illustrated senior writer. Yeah, I don't want to be the sky is falling, but I, I do want to give you a heads up. The sky is moving. Maybe not falling, but, man, it looks ominous. It just does. This is the reality, and... I grew up with rivalries, with conferences, and you stayed in your conference. You played against teams in your conference. Um, it was that conference against that conference. I mean, that, that's gone. The lines are being blurred, and I do think that you'll see a scenario where maybe it's Oregon and Washington. They will join the Big Ten, and then it'll be the Arizona schools going to uh, the Big 12. But then there's going to be other schools, and then can the Pac-12 cobble together some schools? Can you get San Diego State? Can you get SMU? What do Stanford? What do Cal do? You know, that's you know, what's Oregon State? What's Washington State going to do? Do they join the Pac-12? Do they do the Mountain West? I mean, they're it's going to happen. The fact that Florida State yesterday said we're basically out of the ACC, we're in it, but we want to be out of the you know the ACC business, and Clemson would probably do the same thing if they could. Yeah, Paul. I wonder if the Big Ten could kind of save this whole thing by absorbing four or five Pac-12 teams and making it, like you said, split it. And you, with the West teams, you call them the West, You Nebraska is now out there, and, and Minnesota's out there, and Iowa's out there. So you balance the league, so it's like Midwest and, and West Coast, and then you know, you've got Rutgers and Maryland, but somehow the Big Ten bolsters itself but helps the Pac-12, even though it's got a different name. Yeah, but the Pac-12's going to die. As a name. But their teams and their fans still get good football coming out there. You send Wisconsin out to play. You send, you know. Uh, I don't know if they care about that, though. Hey, Wisconsin's coming to town. Hey, kids, we're going to go see Iowa. <laughs> Iowa's playing Oregon State. Come on, who's with me? You're just not. You're going to cherry pick the, the best programs, and then all of a sudden you're going to leave these other schools to fend for themselves. But that's what college football has become. Hey, survival of the fittest. It's happening. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. We'll take a break. Got our play of the day up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast 
with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, my God. The play. The play of the day. Runner left side, got it! I'm gonna play it and play it! This is the play of the day. Check this out. Still Robert Taylor. Floats it towards Joseph Martinez. Settles. Messi! It continues to go perfectly to the Inter-Miami script. Another brace for Lionel Messi! Courtesy of Apple TV, Messi has scored five of Inter-Miami's nine goals and assisted on another in three games since joining the team. That's your play of the day. Play of the day. Brought to you by the great folks at Discover Credit Cards. They do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, automatically double all the cash back you've earned. Cash back from trips and restaurants, see terms, and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Yes, Seaton? Uh, We're being presented offers right now on Twitter. Oh, uh, this is from Daniel, who okay. said, uh, the owner of my team, Bristol City, is actively looking for investors. Mm. Dan would be more than welcome here. Uh, English fans are a bit cynical where U.S. investors are concerned, but we're under an hour's fright, flight from Dublin, too. This is perfect. Bristol City sounds, let's put yeah, it on the list. But it's the name Bristol, and that brings back bad memories of ESPN. Good memories. Oh, Synergy. You're already branded with the name Bristol. <laughs> you're used to going back and forth to Bristol on a regular basis? Going back home to Bristol? Hello? <laughs> yes, Mark. The story's writing itself, Dan. Put a big billboard up, Dan Patrick comes back to Bristol. Boom. 
Okay. Yeah. And then the people go, who's Dan Patrick? He's the he's the talking hairdo. Basketball. Yeah. Basketball. Yeah. He was in that movie <laughs> Basketball. Isn't that amazing? I've I've only been asked about that movie one time in my entire life. And it happened that we were uh we were in Ireland. And and we were at a like a medieval uh like meal where you know they dressed in med- medieval garb and uh they gave us glug and you know they we're eating like these big drumsticks and this woman walks by me and she's getting uh, filling up my water, uh, my glass with water. And she goes, I, I loved, you know, I couldn't understand her. I, you know, I loved you in basketball. And I didn't know what she said. And uh, <laughs> I just said, okay. And then she goes, no, I, I loved you in basketball. And I go, <laughs> and then my son goes, she loved you in the movie Basketball. And I go, oh, my God, you did. And she goes, oh, I, one of my favorite movies. And I go, oh, my God. That's the only time I've ever been asked about that movie. And that was with the guys who did, uh, let's see, uh, South Park, right? Rob, is that his name? Trey Ray Stone. Trump. Trey Parker. Trey, Trey Parker, Parker. Matt Stone. Matt Stone. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So they, they did that movie. Bob Costas. I'm, I, my scenes are with Kenny Maine there. And, uh, but yeah, that was the only time somebody ever asked me about that movie. Yes, Paul. I don't know, though. Bristol City, west coast of England. The Robins. Yeah, but I don't want to take the first offer. Right. I mean, we got a lot to offer. We're going to be the official radio show, TV show of this, you know, this team. Founded in 1894. They play at Ashton Gate. 27,000. Ashton Gate. Are you kidding me? Mm. Let's go. Kick some ash. Let's go. Would Who's you, with me? Yeah. They probably got a pub right outside the stadium. Well, that that's a big selling point. That's a necessity. Yes, you're going to have to have that. Um, okay. I mean, that's a start. There's uh, south of France, maybe Rome, maybe uh, Bristol City. I mean, let's just do them all. And now we've got our own group now. Mm-hmm. Now it's like mm-hmm. the city group, Manchester City. <laughs> they own like seven different teams all over the world. Okay. Think about the great vacations you could have that are now business trips. Perfect. Do you think that that's what Tom Brady's doing? <laughs> that he's going to go, you know what? If I uh, I invest in this uh, soccer club, now when I go to Europe, it's a tax rate. Invested in Monaco. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we got our poll question. Your phone calls are welcome. But I do wonder about that, the partnerships. What does Brady get out of buying into this soccer club? Or J.J. Watt? LeBron? Because I think LeBron got a little publicity, and then occasionally you'll see him at a Liverpool match, and then you go, oh, that's right, he's an investor there. But I don't know, is, does he get dividend checks there? Uh, you got some golfers who are involved with uh, Leeds. It was that uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Spieth and yeah. Justin Thomas, mm-hmm. I think, are involved in this. Um, I think there's some basketball players, Russell too, Westbrook. Like, I want to say Russell Westbrook, maybe, yeah, a couple of dudes. Yeah, yeah I get it, I guess. Steph Curry involved in a, a soccer club? You'd think he'd be next up. He yeah. seems to be uh, open to that kind of stuff. Yeah, an entrepreneur. Yes. They had in the uh, that quarterback um, show that Patrick Mahomes uh, invested in the women's team in Kansas, Kansas City. Kansas City, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I could see that. I just don't know what you get out of it unless it's just to say, what, which is what I would do. Like, yeah, I own a soccer club. I mean, I'm an investor in a soccer club. I don't own it. 
Yeah, yeah. What's the? Uh, it's the you know Ashworth whatever. What, what's my team? My Bristol City <laughs> Ashton, Robins. Ashton Gate Ash, is where Ashton they play. Gate. Yeah, the Robins. <laughs> the Robins. That's Bristol City. But that doesn't sound threatening. Nah, dude, it's awesome. You ever get pecked by a robin? I have not. Okay. Yeah. Well, there was a woman named Robin. There you go. Yep. Uh, yes, Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> You made me lose my train. <laughs> oh, sorry. That woman named Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we need a fact-finding mission. We should go to London, weigh our options, drive around the countryside. Well, what if we look around when we're in Dublin? I mean, we're going to be out there. Okay. I mean, I, why not to the motherland, to the homeland? Give back to Ireland. I don't know how many clubs are there, but are we going to invest in maybe uh, rugby or something like oh, that? Oh, the Bohemians. That's my club oh. in uh, Ireland. Don't yeah, you want to go Bows. see a soccer match? Yeah, they're on playing Friday, Friday night? night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bohemians, though, that's my team. Yeah. Right. But is that their official nickname, the Bows? Yeah, the Bows. Oh, mm-hmm. right. yeah. Maybe I'll get a kit. Oh, dude, <laughs> my guy. They their kits are awesome. They have this thing with uh, um, Bob Marley and like the Bob Marley Foundation, where apparently his last outdoor concert um, was at their stadium in uh, Dublin. And so now they're a, uh, one of their uniforms has like his uh, face and like his a big image. lion on yeah. it, and they do the red, gold, and green stripes and stuff. It's really awesome. But that's not Croke where they play, is it? That's a big, big place. Okay. Croke Park. Yeah. Yeah. No, Bohemians is um, probably more like a. I don't even know that they're as big as Wrexham. Okay. All right. Maybe. Maybe we could do a drive by there. Dude, that would be so sick. Uh, Does Will Ferrell own a piece of LA? LAFC. LAFC, right? yeah. 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 Bohemians play at Dally Mount. Okay. Wherever that is, maybe we go on Friday night. Yeah, it's it's, it's like right northern part of Dublin. Uh, let's see. Thomas in Mississippi. Hey, Tom, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big Leeds United fan, mm-hmm. and I don't know how much you've paid attention since... Uh, the American kind of presence last season, but got relegated. But the 49ers uh, bought them out. Their investment arm, uh, the 49ers Enterprises, uh, now is the majority stakeholder. And all kinds of American athletes and celebrities are jumping on board. Mm. Uh, re- recently, Jordan Spieth, um, Justin Thomas, Russell Westbrook, uh, so just saying, sure, we could get you in there. Yeah, I don't want to be following that crowd. Although I did love that documentary on Leeds. Like, that's what fascinates me. When it's life and death for these, these towns and how important the success of your soccer team is. That it's, it's not just, hey, you know, let's go watch a game. It's the importance of that game. And then where you stand, and then the fact you could be relegated, and what that you know that can decimate a team, a, a town, their their economy. Yes, yeah, that was the thing that really got my wife to buy in. Uh, is when she saw that, like, oh wait, this isn't just the soccer team. This is our boys from our city who yeah. are representing us all over the place, and that it was like a civic pride thing too. That was you know this they represent our town or our city. That really struck with a chord with her yeah because we talk about fandom here and it and it's almost like a college football you know these are small colleges but but what it means to those because colleges are not in major cities that city that town and how important you know your football team is to that it's your home yeah yeah but that's what i loved about those documentaries on the soccer clubs is you get to really see the the passion how much it means it's not just 
you know, who's playing and who's not playing. It's the people who go, who've been going, been there for decades. And then you see what, what a loss means to see. Like you can look at their face and you can see a loss on somebody's face or what that means when they win. Man, I'm painting a picture here, huh? Are you talking yourself into this or what, my guy? Let's go! I'm going to have to check with my wife and my accountant, but uh, who knows? Who knows? Peter Schrager from NFL Network on his conversation with Aaron Rodgers. And why does everybody love Justin Fields for MVP? I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.